WTEL podcasts are powered by Stanley Steamer Air Duct Cleaning, Delaware's clean air experts. Call 1-800-STEAMER. With some trendy restaurants and certain businesses around the country whose clientele is mostly young adults, millennials, no longer accepting cash, how close are we to a truly cashless society? Journalist and author Bob Sullivan, author of four books, a brand new edition of his New York Times bestselling book, Gotcha Capitalism, just came out, by the way, available for purchase at his website, bobsullivan.net. But he joins us live, and of course we've been talking about this for some time, and well, at least in some places you can't use uh, those greenbacks. Uh, Bob, what do you make of it all? How widespread is it, and what do you think the trend line is, time-wise? You're going to see this more and more. A lot of stores, uh, bars, coffee places, like you said, people, uh, merchants who cater to millennials, have just made this discovery that it's expensive to handle cash. There's a whole lot of overhead to keeping money, to making change, to running to the bank at the end of night, theft, all of that. And even with the merchant fees that they have to pay, they find that they save money if they go cashless. So you're absolutely going to be seeing this in more and more stores. Well, you just alluded to something I was going to ask you, and that is occasionally you uh, see some businesses uh, for whom it's too expensive to deal with plastic all the time. They would rather have cash. Yeah, uh, I'm from New York City where plenty of restaurants are still cash only, so there's a bit of a wrestling match going on here. And and I think it's a matter of perspective and how you add up the cost. Um, One bar owner in Seattle who was one of the first to do this, I talked to him, and he just said, you know, look, he opened a place in in a kind of tougher part of town, and he never has to worry about somebody at the end of the night going to the bank. And and the cost of that, the savings of that, is is worth much more than the two and something percent that he pays to the merchant for the right to take credit cards. And yet you have financial shows. We have one uh, nationally syndicated at night, Dave Ramsey, on this station where uh, the listeners are highly encouraged to use cash. Well, if they had to, uh, a plastic bank card, but cash on the idea that you're less likely to overspend when you're still parting with bills and coins. That's absolutely true. All sorts of studies show that when, when it's frictionless for you to spend money, you, you spend more. Uh, every time they raise the tolls, uh, we used to get more angry, right? Uh, because it would be another quarter or, or whatnot out the door, but now we don't even notice when they raise tolls because we're using easy pass. And, and so it's true that from a personal finance standpoint, putting $50 in an envelope every month and saying, that's what I'm going to spend on eating out, that, that does work. I think there are our new wave of uh, financial technology apps that are coming, which will make credit cards and debit cards act a little bit more uh, personal finance friendly. And I would encourage your listeners to, to investigate those, especially if, if you are going to go more frictionless. But I think that's it's just a trend that, that, that can't be avoided. There's, there's all sorts of other social reasons. One of them is, is the drug trade, for example. The, the less cash that there is around, the harder it is uh, for untraceable transactions to take place. So the easier it is to track down criminals. And, and there's lots of other reasons. Well, I can turn it around and say, I mean, some of us uh, look at China, and maybe China's going to go uh, more cashless more quickly. And mm-hmm. you could argue that's going to allow uh, the authorities to keep even a closer uh, monitoring on all their citizens, big brother. And uh, so, in a sense, do we not surrender some of our civil liberties uh, where uh, business and potentially government and law enforcement will know every one of our moves if we go cashless. Uh, that, to me, is the most important point as, as we kind of slide sort of thoughtlessly down this this hill. It, it seems like there's gravity pulling us this way. You're absolutely right. I think people deserve a right to transact in anonymity if they want, and, and I, I believe that we aren't really going to get to a cashless society. We're just going to be in a less cash society, and that trajectory is going to continue. But there are, 7% of Americans don't have plastic at all. They're called the unbanked. They live full cash. 
other people really uh, respect and regard their own privacy, and, and we need to make accommodations for them. So they're going to have to be some kind of hybrid cash system going forward. I want to get to my original question, uh, Bob, and that is timetable. Uh, do you see that the trend line going to near zero within our lifetimes? Of course, it depends how long a lifetime we have, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I do think so. I think the, the issues that you and I are discussing right now, the, the, the questions we're raising, they're just not an issue for people in their teens and in their 20s. And so, you know, project those those kids out maybe 50 years or so, and I think this will not be a worry for them. I got to say, though, I, I mean, for me personally, uh, maybe it's because I appreciate good engraving and printing. I like looking at the bank notes and uh, seeing the changes to uh, uh, try to uh, avoid counterfeiting. And uh, part of the attraction of crossing uh, an international border, using all those different colors, Canadian bills. Oh, my Aunt Helen used to give us uh, mint condition uh, John F. Kennedy coins for yeah. every holiday, and I, I cherish them dearly. So I, I think this is a, a you know, it's a, it's a change that's probably going to mark. Uh, a, a bit of a, a melancholy in a lot of us, but I do think it's inevitable. I also wonder, though, whether we have a pendulum effect, like you hear about some young people who are getting back into vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have 78s and we'll have $10 bills on them. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. All right, well, uh, did you get a lot of reaction to your article? You know, I did. I will tell you, the first time I covered this a couple of years ago, um, I, it was about a, a bar in Seattle who, who had gone cashless. And I got more emotional reactions for that than, than almost any story I had ever written. A whole bunch of people saying, how dare they? I would never go to that bar. And, and the people feel very, very strongly about this. But the bar, bar owner, I can tell you, after switching yeah. two or three complaints within the first month, and nothing more. So for merchants, it really isn't up your risk. Well, let me end this interview with a theory of mine, okay? I have sure. argued uh, that there are some distinctive American characteristics. For example, we will not go metric. Uh, we call the World Series the World <laughs> Series, and it's only two countries. And on and on and on. And one of my other ones is we are the only country in the world in which we refer to our currency by a color. And that is why the Bureau of Printing and Engraving has had to go so slowly to colorizing bills to thwart counterfeiters. Now we have kind of this pew-colored 10, but basically our, our money is still greenish. And so I, I guess what I'm saying is, and what you just said about reaction to your article a few years ago sparked this uh, line of uh, questioning of you. I'm just wondering whether for that reason, even for younger people, there's going to be more of an attachment to cash than we realize, in much the same way that every other major industrialized country has gotten rid of the penny except us, and there is no political impulse, conservative or liberal, to do it again, because people think they're going to get ripped off. I, I do. I do agree with you. I think, and there's a lot of pride just in the dollar, right? And and you yeah. know, the, the the dollar is sort of the reason for America's continuing dominance in most uh, in most countries, and and that's that's yeah. uh, that's why we can get away with printing so much money. I mean, see, what I'm, I mean, for example, Michael Castle, former congressman of, of uh, from Delaware, who came up with the different dollar coins, the state coins, and the uh, and uh, some of the other things, uh, parks. And I asked him uh, on the dollar coins. All right, Congressman, are you going to propose what uh, Canada did? And get rid of the dollar bill and even the two dollar bill and replacing with coins and he shook his head you know that that would be a disaster in washington there would be no support <laughs> at all so I, I guess just playing a little gentle devil's advocate with you uh just the notion if americans won't give up the the paper for the coins how in the world are they going to uh, surrender cash entirely you you have a very strong point there uh, we're very very reluctant to change money systems in general for a good reason people are reluctant to change and that's why i think my conclusion is not not 
cash less, but, but less <laughs> cash. Uh, we will have this alternative available to the people who really, really want it. But I think more like the, the frog in the boiling water. We will slowly see cash disappearing until we don't notice that it's gone. Yeah, frog in boiling water. Okay, well, thanks for enduring my uh, line of questioning. <laughs> <laughs> nice talking to you, Bob. We'll do it again. I hope so. Take care. Good luck with the storm. Sure. Uh, Journalist and author, Bob Sullivan, author of four books, most recently uh, brand new out again. Gotcha Capitalism uh, with us live here on WDEF.